Good evening, and welcome to Open Air with Sherry Huber. Good evening, Sherry. Good evening, Bob. How are you doing this evening? It's great this evening. We have um, all kind of folk out at FAZC listening in with us. We've had a, uh, well, I mean, I had a fabulous um, retreat day, and I hope everybody else enjoyed themselves too. Just beautiful weather. Oh, I hear kitty cat. How about you? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. I was pretty excited when I heard the number of people who are going to be there just recently, so that's very exciting. just feels like it's just so much more alive when everyone starts to descend on the, the Zen Center. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I, I will say the first, you know, the first couple of days, it's like, oh, we don't even have enough places for these people to sit. But everybody's <laughs> just so uh, great, you know. They just make do and and uh, find a place and find something to sit on, and uh, you know, it's not as quite as formal as we sometimes are, and I kind of like it. In fact, I like it a lot. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah, sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any announcements unless you do. Oh, no, nothing, nothing starting up, nothing, nothing new. (laughs) That's not like us. No new programs launching. My gosh, who are we? I'm aware of. The one thing I I would throw in there is if uh, people who haven't spoken with us really recently want to jump in the queue, that would be great. I want to hear from as many participants as possible. Yes, indeed. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring on our first caller. First caller, you're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Let's try that again. First caller, you're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Multiple mutings. Yeah. Wait, so maybe something there. Oh, just disappeared from my queue, and she's back. First caller? We are not hearing you if you're hearing us, so I'm going to mute you for now. We'll try and bring you in later. Maybe you can try and call back a different way. I'll go ahead and bring on another caller. All right. Next caller, you're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hey, this is Anne. I'm hoping you can hear me. I'm still driving. It is a bit of a schlep. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm within 50 miles of Squim. That's the good news. On 101, driving next to the water. So this is very nice. Oh, it's beautiful. That, that part of it is just stunning, isn't it? Yes, well, Sherry, I called in because I want to participate, and I had no idea what I was going to talk about, and I actually want to ask what you just said, which was you had more people participating than you had seats for, and you sounded so delighted and thrilled, and I realized, you know, were I identified with conditioning, I would be looking at that as this is a problem, how are we going to fix it? And I was just wondering if you could say a little bit more about that. Well, um, yes, it it is a problem having more people who want to practice awareness than than can be accommodated. That is, if that's a problem, uh, it's one that I really want to have. And um, so the whole thing, the whole you'll have to listen to the workshop today. Um, when when oh, it gets okay. posted, because um, what we what we were looking at was, of course, choosing unconditional love, and how um, problems are are ideas that exist because we don't choose unconditional love. Problems are what ego makes out of life, and of course yes. it always happens in a conversation so that would be it oh my gosh we have all these people we don't have any place for them to sit what are we going to do and then we if if we went down that road then it would be easy to lose the joy of having all the people well yeah oh 
it's easy. If we're listening to a conversation in conditioned mind, it is incredibly easy to lose the joy of whatever the joy is for that moment in life, right? That's right. That's right. So being wow. in uh, a conversation with ego, and, and usually it is creating some sort of problem. There's something wrong, not enough, right? That's, we know yeah. that that's yeah. what ego does. Yeah. And so, yeah, we miss the joy and beauty that is life, and then ego tells us that what it's doing is life. And it's not life. It's what ego is doing. And what ego is doing and what life, life is are two very different things. And it seems like it also is saying what it's doing is going to get us to the place of joy when, in fact, what it's doing is just blocking what already, the joy that already exists. That's exactly right. You could have been in oh. group this afternoon, and <laughs> Well, hey, I will be soon. So, Sherry, so this is what I want to ask you about, because, I mean, I didn't know what I was going to talk about. But one of the things you said to me in guidance when I was uh, on Summer Sangha Retreat, and I have just been looking at it ever since, and I think it's connected to this, and it might be the answer, is you said, well, you said two things that really struck with me, is that everybody's living in their own imaginary world, and bliss, it's like a scavenger hunt because bliss is there. You just need to look for it. Or That's you might right. not have said that last part, but well, bliss, bliss is there. Bliss, bliss is what is. Bliss is what bliss is. Bliss is what is. And, and, and we don't experience it. Oh, yeah, you yes. know, bliss. People can say, well, that's a bit extreme. Um, but happiness to bliss, it's, it's a continuum, right? And so uh, the happiness, the joy, the, the bliss of uh, life is what we experience when we're here. When we're not here, we don't because we're in that negative conversation and conditioned mind. And so if we want to be happy, so as you know, if we want to be happy, we're told, okay, you need to do this and this and this and this. You need to fix this. You need to change yeah. this. You need to figure this out. You need to all of these things. Um, and what you just put together is, no, the happiness that we're seeking is life, and it is what life is in each moment. So then I, now I know where to look. <laughs> it's not at the end of, a, we're, as we were talking today, a self-improvement program. Right? It's, it's here. It's here. If I'm not experiencing it, then what I can know is I'm not here. And when I'm, I'm in here, it is, that's right. I'm in my imaginary world. And that's exactly what it is. My, as you know, my teacher used to say, everybody is living in a universe of one. That's what I guess yeah, that's why yeah. it's a universe, right? And, so, um, and, and then combine that with what you just said. It's imaginary. So if we were all living on our own in the same world, that would be one thing. But we're not. We are living on our own in a world of our own making. The world is simply what we project it to be. So if it's not a happy world, <laughs> we don't actually need to change the world. We need to look at how that uh, is being projected. Yes. Yes. Well, you that, said two things. Just... You said you said about bliss, and you said something before that. Now I can't remember what you said before that. Well, it was just what you said that everybody's living in their own imaginary world, and bliss is like a scavenger hunt. Bliss is there, where bliss is always there. You just need to, yeah. I don't know what you said, you just need to find it, but bliss is always there. So I've really been looking at that, and you've really put the things, before I even put the positive that, you put them together very well for me because, of course, it's always the same thing, right? I'm living in an imaginary world if I'm listening to conditioned mind because it's creating an imaginary world. And the minute I stop listening to the conversation conditioned mind, I'm breathing, I'm here, that's where bliss is. That's right. And the odds are really good that ego is going to say, uh, okay, so now you're here. There's nothing here. Yeah, exactly, Sherry. Because what happens is, what, the process 
I watch happen in me is, well, this needs to be figured out so that I can understand it, so that I can experience bliss, which is from experiencing bliss. That's right. That's what we were, that's what somebody said today in group, you know, well, we do need to think at least somewhat, right, or a little bit. And my response was, no, actually we don't. We don't ever, ever, ever need to think. We, first of all, I find it very comforting to realize that we cannot figure this out. I mean, come on. I'm a little human being, right, with a little human brain. And I'm going to figure out the, the, the vast universes that uh, contain me? Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm mm. Well, mm-hmm. but it's that, it's that, that is the process that ego is dedicated to because it keeps all of us, keeps me from bliss. That's right. Well, and, and not that, it, not that it, ego actually wants to keep you from bliss. Ego just wants to keep you, right? Because oh. ego only appears to exist when we give it attention. So if you withdraw attention from ego, ego ceases to exist. Now, we all know that, right? We, we all know, have had experiences of not having attention on ego and, and feeling what that feels like. It's a, a, a well-being, a happiness. A, yeah. Sometimes it's a, one of those aha moments, right? And all that's going on is we're not giving attention to ego, we're turning attention to this here now, right? And so we know that it's possible for ego not to exist in the same way we know it's possible for problems not to exist. We withdraw attention from them, turn it to something different, and they don't exist. Then here comes ego with, but what about? <laughs> and, and we're trying to turn the attention right back to ego. Uh-huh. Yes, so instead of saying yes and, we say yes, but what about? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Right. And the fun part about that is you, you say yes, yes, there's that yes, dot, 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 right, that we were talking about this morning. Yes, uh, and, and you're right here in the gap, right, you're right here in the gap, and then you can just watch conditioned mind come in yeah. with the, well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then conditioned mind wants to make that a problem that needs to be solved rather than just That's go, right. oh, yeah, there's conditioned mind doing its thing. That's right, and yes, and, and here you are again. <laughs> oh, my heavens. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, Anne, you're going to get to squim this evening then. Yeah, I'm like... Uh, uh, I think I'm nine miles away. Ooh. Nine point two wow. miles away. Wow. Well, welcome home. See you tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Go oh, happy. Thank you. <laughs> Go happy. Thanks, Anne. And Sherry, um, yeah, so much about that conversation, something I've been looking a lot in practice myself. And, and the one thing that kind of jumps out to me as I've looked at it is when, I, when I'm, you know, looking at this through the lens of practice, what becomes really clear is that I've taken on, when I'm identified, I've taken on the goal of conditioning, which is to serve conditioning by giving it my attention. But it's the, my goal in my life is actually just to show up in presence and essentially in love. Well, then it's clear that what's what's going on and where I want to put my attention instead. Well, and I love that phrasing. The ego's uh, intention is for us to serve ego. Mm-hmm. That that's it, and that is the relationship of serving it by giving it all of our by giving it our life, right? Our attention, our life. Yeah. yeah, for me, what, what's really helped is practice making really clear that, well, essentially, the, what you always say, you know, one process does not lead to another. So if I'm just attending to ego and suffering and trying to be in a place of figuring it out and something wrong, it doesn't lead to 
anything. It doesn't lead to the content turning out in some particular way of me having the perfect no. connection with someone. It just leads me to being in connection with ego. Yes, yes, and more suffering and more unhappiness. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that I, I particularly enjoyed today because it, 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 what the workshops really were focused on exactly that, on, on the mm -hmm. ability that we have, not, not us to deny anything or avoid anything. You know, it's not we're trying to get out of facing what is really so, but proving to ourselves that that nonsense that occupies conditioned mind is uh, superfluous. Mm. We, it, 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 it is absolutely unnecessary in our lives. And we don't have to give it any attention at all. And we can simply drop it. And it has nothing. Mm. It, 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 I mean, it can whine and carry on and, uh, you know, uh, and to the degree that we're uh, trained to give our attention to it, then it, it is going to occupy our attention. But it doesn't, it doesn't have any uh, ability to affect anything. We, we have to do, we have to give it all of that, right? Mm. We have to support it. We have to feed it. We have to serve it. We have to uh, attend to it in a way that enables it to control us. And once mm. we catch on to that, we realize, as we were playing in the last couple of days, you know, just, uh-huh, ah. Okay. Mm, no. <laughs> Just turn attention away and move on. You know, that is not uh, Michael, in fact, who's here instead of we're, we're doing what you're doing, um, was reminding us of the, uh, that thing in some workshop or other where there's a, a box and it's labeled problem. Uh -huh. And somebody hands us the box and we take the box and now I have a problem. Uh, <laughs> and realizing that we can just simply say, no, thank you. Uh, I'm not interested. <laughs> and yeah. don't accept the box. Yeah, don't yeah. accept the box. I love that. I love just like the, because I just have a terrible memory. I love it when everything can be condensed down to a word or two. And I love the idea of that conditioning is superfluous, you know, because yeah. what, what that points to is like it, it has no... It, it, it's not needed, and it's a no. detrimental to my life. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, yes, Bob, if it were something that, um, you know, well, sometimes yes and sometimes no. You know, it is kind of a, a pain, but, you know, it does have, it's like, um, I don't know, I'm sure there's something I could compare it to, but something that, that has some value, some, some uh, uh, contribution, and so you put up with all this other stuff because, well, it does have that kind of sounds like a in-law. <laughs> but anyway, um, and, and then we realize with egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate, it, no, it brings nothing that we want or need to the party. Nothing. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so great. Yeah. Good to see. Good to see. Actually, I'm gonna, we're going to uh, here's some from folks. Take a break for good news update, and then we'll be back with more, some more callers. All right. Thanks, Bob. Let me just find our good news folks here. All right, Jen, you should be live on the air now. Okay, excellent. Thank you, Bob. And I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Janice, who is here to speak with us about her experience of getting to participate in the summer of Sangha for an extended time. Welcome, Janice. Oh, are you double muted, Janice? Or am I muted? You know, you can Jim, hear me, Bob. I can hear you, I think. Not sure, Janice. Wait a minute, I think she, let's see, I'm having trouble unmuting her again. Um, okay. Maybe we would encourage Janice to maybe uh, go off the call and then call back in, and, and uh, yeah, that'd be good. Sure. That works. 
And do we want to stay put, Bob, or come back to us? Either way works on my end. Um, I think maybe best, well, maybe we'll take another caller and then come back. Okay, sure. We'll be here. Okay. All right. And yeah, if Janice, if you could just uh, uh, leave the call and then call back in, uh, we'll try this again. And okay. All right. Thanks, Jen. And we will come back to you. All right, Sherry. All right. Here we are. Never a dull moment with technology, is there? That's right. That's <laughs> right. It's a good thing we do an in-the-moment practice. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I'm going to try and bring on the caller I tried to bring on earlier, and we'll see how that goes. All right. All right. Next caller, you're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Next caller. Gracious. Hello. Can you hear me? Ah, yes. I can. We can hear you. Okay, great. You do sound far away for me, but uh, I I can hear you. Oh, I don't um, know if you, Bob, if you sound far away for Bob. I I can hear her clearly. It's not super strong, but clearly. Okay, well I'll try to talk loud. Um, there you go. Yell at us. Okay. <laughs> um, hi, this is Andrea. I'm calling from California and um, I'm calling because I was instructed to call open air to ask for some guidance. You were encouraged to call in for a continuing conversation. Yes, <laughs> I, suppose, mm -hmm. I suppose so, yes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I think I'm really stuck in ego right now, in ego land. Um, and, well, that conversation was hard for ego, but it's brought up a lot for me, which is I feel like a Catholic, and I'm not, I'm not Catholic, but I feel the amount of guilt I feel in even existing, or I guess I should say that ego wants me to feel, or I don't need... Yes, you know, yes, 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 that you are made that you are made to feel. Yes. Mm -hmm. yep. the, the amount of guilt I made to feel for even existing and, and not doing it right, I really are, um, I guess I've been seeing that over the last few days. And um, I guess I've been noodling this, you know, benefit to benefit all sentient beings and not to do harm. And I just feel like, I don't know. I, I just read all the news and well, I shouldn't read all of it, but anyhow, when I when I see the news, it's one it's one disaster after the other. And um I I don't know. I, I guess I just feel like as a human I shouldn't be on this planet. Well <laughs> then, let me ask you let me ask you this. Uh yeah. so so what the what you're made to believe Yes. Uh, is that you are a problem, you and the rest of us humans, are a problem for the planet. And therefore, you, at least, I don't know if you're going to take the rest of us with you, but yeah. you really shouldn't be here. The, be the best contribution you could make to the planet would be to cease to exist. Yeah. And, and I think I've told you this before, but back in the 90s, there used to be a bumper that sticker that said, save the world, kill yourself. <laughs> you know? hmm. Yes, they've always been fun people, huh? Yeah. 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 And so, you know, one of the things that, uh, it, well, you know, I am just a big fan of the power of understanding projection. Uh-huh. Okay. So the assumption that the planet is suffering because we suffer is an interesting one to explore. Hmm. Yeah. We I don't actually have any evidence that the planet is suffering. We have a lot of evidence, those of us who, who tend to... Uh, go with science, have a lot of evidence that, that what we are about is going to make things very, very difficult for us and 
for the rest uh, all all other living creatures uh, right. on this planet, right? The direction that we're going. But we we humans are the only ones that suffer. Mm. Yeah. Because you you in order to suffer, what's required is the ability to to have a subject-object relationship with. We're the ones who can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. So it, it went in that subject-object uh, relationship, comes, with that comes the ability to say, this is happening, it shouldn't happen. Okay? So there's the al- alternate realities that that people come up with but but it's all projection i guess yeah i i suppose so i you know i'm so so identified with it all i mean i i just read an article about the about the bleaching of the coral and um, my eyes are kind of filling up with tears right now so i guess i guess i'm projecting a lot onto that um well, it, it, let me ask you this. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty fond of staying informed, but mm-hmm. what's the point of that? Mm-hmm. What what is what is the point of consuming all of the news about everything that's that is wrong, in quotes, and bad in the world on a daily basis? How, how does that help the world? No, you're you're absolutely right. It doesn't. No, yeah. it just contributes to um, a negativity that is, well, let's face it, it's not uplifting and it doesn't tend to result in any kind of contribution. Yeah, absolutely right. And and the thing is, is that um, <laughs> then when it comes down to what I'm doing, you know, I feel like... Um, I like I'm not like I'm not contributing enough. Um, I feel like you know I'm not you know compared to you guys. No, no, twins, Andrea, you know, then, Andrea, yeah, Andrea, you're told that. Oh, uh, okay. And yeah. when identified with ego, you're willing to believe it. Right. But when we say I feel like, it adds a legitimacy to it that it really doesn't deserve. Right. And and the thing that I think is so critical to get in this is that voice that's talking to you is not doing anything except mm-hmm. making you feel bad. Right. That's it's the sum total of its contribution, in quotes. Right, right. Well, it confuses me and, and it noodles and makes me noodle things and try to analyze things. And yeah, okay, yeah, so it's analysis that. paralysis, yeah. I guess. That's exactly right. That's yeah. only, it's kind of worse, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's paralysis with deep depression. Mm. Right. So, so, you know, here at the Summer of uh, Saga, we're focused on unconditional love. That's, right. that's our that's our big focus. I hope you're, you know, following along with us. Um, and and the point of that is, if every time that that negativity in the head starts up, you mm-hmm. were to turn your attention to unconditional love, do you think you would be more of a contribution to life? Yeah, yeah. I I think so. I think so. I. I guess I'm just um, believing that the story about that, you know, like if I don't, you know, like I try to eat like a really good diet and, you know, minimize it, but I I don't always do that. You know, like I go out to eat once a week and then I'm eating, you know, then I'm not, you know, you know, and, and like I went to visit my relatives and I flew on a plane and so, so I guess it, so I guess I, I totally see what you're saying. And then, and then I get identified again because I feel like I just start again, I go back into the paralysis because, oh my God, should I fly in a plane ever again? And, 
you know, and then it's the duality of, you know, like I, reasons to, reasons not, and and so I get stuck in that. I get stuck in, yeah, I get stuck Well, the in one that. thing you can know about that mm-hmm. is that is not useful. Right. That process is not useful because, <laughs> right, what, what, as we know, what conditioning, what ego usually does is talk you into doing something and beat you up afterwards. Right. That's what it does. I mean, if, if, there, if you really feel that bad about going out to eat once a week, don't do it. Right. But, right. But, the, you know, I mean, we are the people who are destroying the planet. Let's face it. We are. And, uh, and, and people can beat their chest and feel awful and bad and guilty and go right on with the same lifestyle that's destroying the planet. Exactly. So, yeah. So it, it, it's, it, you know, to feel like, uh, I mean, it's so old, right? You're a little kid, you're bad, you get a spanking, or you get put in time out, or you get punished in some way, and then it's all forgiven. It's like it never happened. Right, you were never bad until the next time you're bad, and then you have to be punished again. So, punished, uh, you, you know. Then there's, then you've atoned. Now you can go right back to being the way you were. I mean, it's just a nuts uh, cycle of conditioning, and and so as as adults, we can see that that's just not helpful, and feeling guilty is not helpful. You you look at you look at what you're doing, and um, and you make your choices based on how you want to feel. But mm-hmm. you don't make choices knowing that you're going to feel bad and then go ahead and choose to feel bad. That's just not helpful. Mm. Right. Oh, boy. Well, I've, I'm thinking of the conversation. Um, I think it was, I can't even remember, but anyway, recent conversation where um, you were saying, maybe it was group, where you were saying it's very hard to know what's ego and what's not. And um, Yes. Oh boy, I yeah, that that's I guess I guess if I could well, well you know, if I could but, figure it out, but no, it's not. not yeah, right. Yeah, if you could noodle your way through that one. But yeah. here's a very simple, very very simple way to tell. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? Are you feeling love? Mm, okay. Then if so, you're here. If the answer is no, if you feel guilty, if you feel bad, if you're noodling, if you're trying to figure it out, if you're worrying about the future, if you're feeling bad about the past, you're in ego. Right. Drop that and turn your attention to this here now and unconditional love. Okay. It's very, very simple. Right. So, you know, you could write down that little formula. Am I happy? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Probably here. <laughs> Am I not happy? Okay, time to drop whatever it is that I'm that's going on in my head and get here into unconditional love and acceptance and uh, gratitude and enjoyment of this beautiful life that we have. Well, that's I feel like a huge weight taken off. I guess it comes back to I don't have to figure it out, right? Life. Will you do not. Me. That's right. In fact, the good news is it's already been figured out. We just need to follow the recipe of the ones who have figured it out. Uh, right, right. We don't need to start all over again uh, and um, do the old invent the wheel. We don't need to do that. All of our spiritual heroes have told us what the answer is. Now we just need to accept the answer and live it. All right, this is really helpful. I, I really appreciate it. Um, well, good. I am so very glad. Take good care of yourself, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Sherry. I'm great, All grateful. Right. Deep gusho. Gusho to you and go happy. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Andrea. And Andrea, if you could mute yourself or call back in, because I can't unmute you for where I am. And Sherry, we're going to uh, go into good news again and see how it right. goes. So let's bring Excellent. on. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks, Bob. For good news. All right, Jen. All right, round two. I'm going to be joined by Janet. 
hopefully, who is here to speak with us about her extended stay at the Summer of Sangha. Are you there, Janice? Uh oh. Okay, Jen, let me try something else here. Let's see how this works. Okay. Um, yeah, I think there's something about the way that Janice is called, and I really can't unmute her, unfortunately. Okay, well. One option would be to continue on with the fabulous show and see if we can work on the technology to do that another time. Yeah, the other thing, if you could try, you could do, if you would, if it was in your ability with which your technology is just to do a three-way call uh -huh. and then I would just unmute you. So that's another thing. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> well, let's go with going on to the next caller for now, and if we figure out a workaround, we will let you know. Okay. Sorry, right. Jen. Thank Thanks, you. Bob. And we're back, Sherry. <laughs> All right. Yes, well, technology, you know, only takes us so far, but exactly. we'll get Janice. By golly, we'll get her. Yes, we will. All right. I'm going to bring on another caller here, Sherry. Okay. All right, next caller, you're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Hi, Sherry. Hi, Bob. This is Kim from Vashon. Hey, Kim. Hey. What's going on? Oh, lots, as always. Um, continuing in this um, retreat with my mother, taking care of my mother. Mm -hmm. And one question that comes up for me often is, so... There's a question of there's a there's a term called boundaries that's kind of a, it's a it's a weird term of keeping your boundaries and you know exercising your boundaries and I have a really I I have a hard time deciding what are healthy in quotes boundaries or compassionate boundaries well, that's good because the whole yeah. notion uh, that we were talking in group this afternoon, I can't remember what the, uh, the conversation was around uh, all of these things that are wrong with me. Uh, yes, there's, yes, there's karma, but if I had been nurtured in a different way, I wouldn't be who I am today. I would be the better person that I should be. I think mm -hmm. I called it horse pucky. I can't really remember, but it was one of those it was one of those Buddhist words. And I would use that one to describe the notion of boundaries. No, and I, I'm with you a hundred percent with that. And and I'm left kind of um today, for example, I'll give you a concrete example. I told her I would she lives like literally a hundred yards from me up the street and I told her I would come and take her dog out because she can't do that anymore by herself because she broke her hip and you know et cetera et cetera. And I said I'd be there at two thirty, and you know at two o'clock she's like, "Where are you? You need to come now. I need you to come now." And I had just been there, you know, within the app. It wasn't like it was going a long time, and so the thought was like, "Well, I told her two thirty. If I if I don't if I go sooner, then then and this is probably ego." Ego is saying to me, then she's going to call you. She's going to expect you to be up there right when she says, and, and I was in the middle of, of doing something. It wasn't an emergency, you know, and I was, I was texting her saying, I'll be up there at 2.30 like we said. But there was a part of me going, what's the problem with going up now? I mean, I could stop what I'm doing. I could go up now, you know? Yes, I think that's an excellent question. What was your answer? I didn't know. My answer was I was just going <laughs> to – I didn't have an answer. That's why I'm asking you. That I did not well, have an answer. Well, yeah. yeah, but you did have an answer because the very hmm. question is the answer. Mm -hmm. There's no problem with it except ego wants to pitch a fit about everything. Mm -hmm. It wants to be in control. It wants to be in a big conversation about – and this and that, and that means that, and then that's going to happen, and what about this, and what about that, and yeah, 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, in, in this situation, and most of us have situations in our lives uh, that fit this, okay? So mm-hmm. mom, mom is life. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now mm-hmm. ego says, I want to be in charge, I want, I want to be in control, and I want to uh, make all the decisions and everything needs to happen on my timeline in a way that works for me. Mm-hmm. And then here comes mom slash life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and is not at all interested in any of that. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's mom or whether it's life in the form of the 10,000 things that interfere every day with how ego thinks it should be or we mm-hmm. should be or it should go, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, either, in either case, ego lives in a world of unhappiness. However, if we were to learn to be responsive to life, mm-hmm. if we didn't think that we were separate from life and that we were going to be on a different little road over here to the side from the one that life is on, mm-hmm. um, we, we would be very, we'd be very happy people. So mom can be kind of the life, uh, the, uh, the Zen master in all the Zen sto- old Zen <laughs> stories, right? The mm-hmm. one who just puts you up against all your conditioning and says, well, this is what's happening in the moment. You want to suffer over your better idea or you just want to be happy with what is arising in this moment? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I was headed with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's smart, Kim, because you know you you really don't have any choice other than more suffering and more suffering and more suffering and more suffering. If you go mm-hmm. with ego's route, if you if you go with life's route, then it's more freedom, more freedom, more freedom, more freedom. <laughs> right, and that there, the one other aspect is that that there there are there's so much resistance to to being with her because um ego says she's not the person that she was ego says you know yeah who yeah and right. so the person what you what you're practicing with i project is getting rid of ego because ego mm-hmm. is exactly the in quotes person it's always been <laughs> and keeping mom right because mm-hmm. uh trust me you are not the same person that she right. gave birth to X That's number right. of decades ago. <laughs> she says that to me all the time, too. What happened to you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. So uh, you're both having the same experience. <laughs> and can you, can you get to a place of just mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. here now together with whatever is going on and, um, and enjoying whatever time you have left together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm practicing. I'm practicing that with that. Good. Yeah, good. <sighs> it really it cuts down on the regrets later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can mm-hmm. actually eliminate them. If you, if you get to the place of realizing um, uh, <laughs> Mother Bodhisattva um, was a, a tremendous gift for you in awakening mm-hmm. and choosing freedom and being present and being happy. You're so mm-hmm. grateful for all of, the, all of what she brought to you. Uh, mm-hmm. in this part of your lives together, then when, when she goes, there will just be happiness for everything that has been. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Gosh, oh. Take good care. Gosh, oh. mm-hmm. Thank you, Kim. And sure, I've heard that we're actually going to uh, pick up with good news next week and continue with more comments Okay, good. Today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm sure technology on. will be way improved by then, Bob. It'll be yes, way better. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. You keep better. telling us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. It's Bree in San Francisco. Hey, Bree. Hey. Okay. So... <clears throat> 
There was a conversation last week on the Daily Show about mm-hmm. the woman, indoor cat, killed the fly and ate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had an extremely profound ex- uh, experience, I guess, when I heard that. I heard what you said and the conversation that ensued. I, I, I just went to another space and something happened for me. Mm-hmm. Something happened. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, have a huge connection. I own a pet sitting business for 20 years. I have a huge connection. I have the same two crows have been coming to my balcony for years who I feed. So I, I have this connection. And what I'm calling to talk about, and of course I'm paraphrasing what I heard you say, um, because you made the suggestion, okay, I'm someone who would who has spent 15 minutes to save the ladybug who fell in the toilet type thing. And you, you said every, every, everything is the Buddha, and so we, it needs to be cared for, and these are my words. And if we want to choose a compassionate path, we need to, like, limit our exposure to certain nature shows because – but, but the, the, the thing I'm getting at was so profound to me – you, in, for however it impacted me, the life of this fly that was killed and eaten was so elevated. I just went into this space about my God. Like, were you saying this was a poten- This is Buddha or a potential Buddha as every living thing is? Yes, everything is. Everything is the Buddha. Everything has Buddha nature. Hmm. Mm. That that really is a game changer <laughs> to me. <laughs> well, why, Bree? Why do you take the lady? Why do you spend fifteen minutes getting the ladybug out of the toilet? I, well, I just didn't want it. It, 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 it. There was no reason for it to die here if it could be saved, and I felt mm-hmm. for it. I was definitely projecting. There you go. Hugely for. There it. you go. There you go. There you go. You well, you certainly, I mean, there you are. You know, you're on a you're on a cruise and uh you fall overboard. Do you want people to take 15 minutes to try to save you? <laughs> of course. Right? And so and so that's what we're projecting. Yeah, I got it. I just got it. Uh-huh. Sorry, yeah, I that's what that's where that's where we're projecting from, right? We we want for everything what we want for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And what ego does, of course, is cut that off. Well, yeah, I want it for myself, and well, and you know, I want it for people I know and and those that I love, and you know, yeah, but not, not, yeah. And that's that's the that's the source of suffering because it's that illusion of being separate from life that causes yeah. us to suffer. Now I'm not saying, Bree, that that uh, that that ladybug has the same conscious awareness uh, that you do, right? Uh-huh. But when we watch what it does. It doesn't just say, oh, in the toilet, okay, roll over and drown, right? It does everything that it can yes. to, stay, to stay alive. It, and, it that, and that doesn't, struggling. We, don't, yes. yeah, we don't also need to project suffering on that. But there uh-huh. is that impulse in everything to live mm-hmm. because everything is life. Only humans say this is, that isn't. This is important, that isn't. It's life matters, that life doesn't matter. And a la the conversation that where, that where we didn't go on that previous conversation. So animals are, uh, are, are uh, hardwired to, uh, to kill for yeah. what, they, what they eat. Well, okay, swell. Yes, absolutely. But an indoor cat is eating what I call critters in a can, right? So there's nothing, there's no, we take creatures 
out of nature and then want to uh, treat them as if they're natural creatures, and they're not. You know, those, those days are pretty much over uh, uh-huh. where, where nature was in that wonderful balance, right? Because that's, yeah. what, that's what it wow. was. It wasn't nature before we, you know, we got involved at the degree that we have. It was balanced. This, this would grow yeah. up to this at level of population, and then the predators would take it down to a manageable. But it wasn't, you know, dozens or hundreds of species dying a day, which we can accomplish now. So it really is a different, uh, you know, it's just a different situation to, to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was so profound for me to, again, what I'm putting on this is that, insect that animal is buddha nature and has the potential to evolve right yes in fact brie there's a story about um uh i don't know who who he was when he became a a human but it's some zen master uh or Mm -hmm. buddhist teacher or whatever the heck he was had started out as a Uh bug crawling around the outhouse of the Buddha and, and being in the proximity of that mm. energy that the Buddha oh my. Uh, was, uh, it, uh-huh. it, he, it, it inspired him on the deepest level as that little bug and then through incarnation after incarnation, changes, 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 mm-hmm. changes, but always with that impulse toward uh, unconditional love and then eventually that energy winds up in a human incarnation and, and there is that, that, that person. And what that translates to me means all of us in this practice might have been a bug. Oh, absolutely. Yes, wow. yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow. yep. That puts a whole other layer of profoundness yeah. on this. Yes, well, and I think, you know, we just had a scientist on here. We could have, we could have checked it out with her. But I, I think that, that science is pretty much concluding that, right? It's just one big, um, one big uh, soup of, uh, of everything oh. just, uh, right? Uh, that, that, for instance, that whole thing of, you know, you're related to uh, every human being on the planet. That that kind of your, the cells. Yeah, yeah. The cells in your body have participated in everything yeah. on the planet. I don't know. We'll get a scientist. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm pointing to. Yeah. Yes, I. And do. so when we, yeah, when we think about it that way, it really does require some stretching to um, to believe that we are separate. How could we be when we're all breathing the same air. We're all um, hydrated by the same fluid. We're all, you, you know, there's, yeah, there's no separation. It, it's the whole thing of, yes, we're all, um, breathe, you know, we're recycled air and the molecules and the... Yes, yes. yes. Um, mm-hmm. um, one, one quick thing, too, for me personally about this. I am, like I said, ladybug, and I put spiders out. There is one insect I I sometimes kill and I sometimes don't. It's don't. It's in the back. It's called a um, um, oh my god, I'm blanking now. But anyway, um, it just creeps me out when I see it, it and I need to work with it. It totally creeps. yes, it is yes. so fast, Terry. It is moves so fast. It scares me. It's it's tiny yeah. little insect. Yeah, I need to yeah. Have, how do and, I work with and that's. Right, and that's what you'll do, right? That's what you'll do. You'll practice with what happens in you. And yes. just a little something to consider, okay, just to consider that that impulse of fear and wanting to destroy is at the, is, explains a great deal of the, of the uh, harm and suffering that is done in this world. Yeah. People oh, are afraid and they want to destroy yeah what they're afraid of. So it, it's, a, it's, it's a, a worthy pursuit to see what that is in you and make peace with it because I, you, we know intellectually, you know, that little bug and doing nothing except living its little bug life. 
it's it's the speed of it. Like I can't control it. It might get on me. It might get on me. It takes me to a place. Yeah, yeah. And you'll make peace with it. You you will. You'll okay. stay with it, and you'll make peace with it. Yeah, you will. All right. Thank you very very much. You yeah. are so welcome. All right. Okay. So happy. Thanks. Thank you, Bree. And Sherry, I'm going to try and bring on one more caller here tonight. All right. Next caller, you're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Whoop. Next caller. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Who's this? Who's this? This is Brad in Maryland. Hey, Brad. What's going on? Hey. Well, I wanted to talk about a very complicated relationship I've had with someone. Uh, growing up, I was friends with someone who was Mr. Popular, and I was consumed with self-hate. <laughs> and uh -huh. so, you know, things were great with him, and I suffered a lot. And um, mm -hmm. in a way, looking back, I didn't feel like he always treated me well, but because I didn't like myself, I kind of put up with a lot of it. And so mm -hmm. all of this time later... I'm finally going to meet with him on Thursday just to catch up after maybe five to seven years. And today I noticed the process of ego just pummeling me over supposedly how successful he's been. Here I am now divorced. And his, his life is roses and mine is not. And um, I was so heavily identified um, the recording and listening session I had dealing with that stuff really helped me better than it has with almost any other time since I've been doing it in seven years. Mm -hmm. um, but I was just wanting some insight from you in terms of how to approach such a thing uh, with someone yeah. else and, and yeah. dealing with someone that always, to me, everyone thought was holier than now and I was, you know, Excrement. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought that <laughs> when you were listening to the voices of self-hatred. Uh, the, yeah. There's a good chance he didn't see you that way. There's a good chance other people didn't see you that way. But when it comes to that filter and it, and it gets interpreted and gets a label on it, then that, that's what you come up with. And yeah. it, the, the thing that this song that kept going through my head as you were describing this is about the... I can't even remember who did it now. Uh, Simon Garfunkel or somebody. The the guy went who went home and put a bullet through his head. You know, he was the the head of uh, the, he was Mister Town. He was the richest. He was the most uh, famous. He was the most everything. And one night he went home and put a bullet through his head. Um, right. And the point of the story, of course, is we never know. We never know. And so. Nothing, of course, is going to change as long as you have that view of um, yourself and your life. Yes, you're divorced, uh, and uh, so what? Does that mean that you are a failure in life? I hope not, you know, because if so, that's, goodness that's, knows there are a lot of failures. Yeah, you know, the mentor reminded me of the fact of why don't you go without putting any trauma on the situation and then just enjoy it for what it is. If you that's feel right. it's going to be an ego party for him, that's fine, but you don't need to make it any worse than it needs to be. And um, it Well, just that, Brad, right there, it, to make it any worse than it needs to be, good grief. It makes me wonder why you agreed to meet this guy. Yeah, it's a good point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then it's just turned into uh, you're going to get together and, and hope that you can survive it and not slit your wrists afterwards. I mean, what is the, what is the point of that? Now, if you, if you go into it as a workshop just to watch what ego tries to do, what, what ego is projecting onto him and what ego is saying that means about you and you're taking really good notes and... and and you're using it as a way to get clearer about how ego tortures you, I, I'm 1,000% supportive. But if it's going in there with the idea that this is some sort of reality, 
uh, and you're just going to do your best not to feel like excrement uh, compared to what a wonderful life he has. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stay home and uh, and and uh, you know uh, do some recording and listening. <laughs> Go out to dinner with the mentor. Yeah. Um, again, I, um, you know, it is, other than the relationship with my mom, it has been such a confusing, hard relationship in my life with this one particular person. I flip on two sides of the duality of where I notice that I kiss up to him, and on the other side, I can't stand him. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, um, I don't really know. Well, and, and Brad... Again, if, if it's a workshop, then you yeah. can look at those two sides of you. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that yeah. is the way that I was really trying to approach it. And I guess what I was trying to say, because I'm not as anywhere near as identified as I was this morning at 10, is after those recordings, it helped provide the levity of reminding me that ego is, as you've put it, a process looking for content, so that was just glorious for ego that this thing had come up, number one. Mm-hmm. And number oh, two, yeah. to remind myself that, you know, none of those things in this whole story is anything that I need to believe in or, or, uh, or make harder for myself. You know, it's, it's, it's really trying to look at it from the process of not putting any juice behind what ego wants to be there. Oh, exactly. Again, use it as an opportunity to see ego clearer. Yeah. Not you and not the other guy. Yeah. Neither, just watch ego. Watch what ego is trying to do. That yeah, will be, that'll be illuminating. Because today was just such a tipping point. I'm like, I cannot stand to feel this way anymore. <laughs> I just can't take it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got you to gotta get on the love train, right? Well, just you know, drop I, I, it, practicing, I, dropping I, it and choosing love. Yeah. Well, again, you know, I, I'm practicing more diligently than I ever have in my life. And it was just like this was this is how the process got me today. This was just the, the content and the recording and listening really helped kind of provide a disidentification and a support for myself that I thought if there wasn't yeah. a possibility that I'd have a chance to even speak to you anytime soon, that this is what needs to happen. This, yeah. Not, not the yeah. self-sufficiency, but the support for the practitioner. <laughs> oh, precisely. And just the reminder that uh, the, greatest, uh, the greatest gift that any of us can, can have is the knowledge that it is possible to end suffering and then to have the practice that, that will allow that to happen, enable that to happen, and that's what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you're already chosen. You're the chosen one. Well, again, I, I think I'm going to approach it from the perspective of a workshop and, and leave it at that and not let ego yep. make any more of a story about it. So That's right. Well, it can make all the story at once as long as you take good notes about it. So that yeah, you recognize it as the story it is. Yeah, and don't identify mm-hmm. it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, go have fun. All right, I will do my best. (laughs) Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Sherry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Brett and Sherry. I just, uh, in that conversation, you know, what you said about, you know, going into it and just, you know, having the attention be to practice with the process that that we're seeing just is, I've just found it so helpful in so many situations because it's, it it really just, I don't know, it just, it reframes everything and then allows you to, you know, to see, you know, to be a place of watching rather than being at the behest of conditioning. Yes, yes, yeah. And, and, and that turning it around, right? Because what, 
happens to us most of the time is we're being scrutinized by ego and scrutinized and judged and, and criticized and beaten up, right? And so to just turn that around and just watch. Watch what it does. Watch what it says. Not, don't have to take any of it on because we can even do the practice of reflecting uh, in our mind, right? Just, oh, uh-huh. And so you, you, what you're saying is that I'm blah, 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 blah. And so you, you think that I'm being da, 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 da. And, oh, you're saying that this other person is... Yeah, make it a workshop. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just, yeah. didn't, didn't do an ad today, I will just say that just, you know, it makes me think of the Keeping Commitments Buddy Practice where we set these intentions where essentially we're doing the same thing. We're choosing where to have our attention rest throughout the day so that, you know, we have an opportunity to be watching rather than being, being controlled. Yes, being watched. Yeah, watched, watched and yeah. controlled. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So good. Well, thank you, Bob. Thank you right, for thank you, getting us through all the the um, the vicissitudes of technology. Always <laughs> <Okay>. appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Go happy. Go happy.